0: Popcorn.
1: Chop Tops
0: And the latest releases
1: Let's go to the movies
0: With Shane A Bassett
1: Good Morning Shane A, you won't
0: believe what I did over the weekend Oh, let me guess You either watched a movie at home Or went to the movies
1: Well, I did watch a movie at home um, I went back and I rewatched the original Top Gun Knowing full well that it's dropping next week, is it? It is, fantastic
0: to hear Yes, it's dropping on Wednesday It's a day early uh, most movies, as you know, drop on Thursdays. This has got advanced screenings yep. Wednesday nights and, uh, yeah, definitely worth catching on the biggest screen you can find. And stay
1: tuned because we might have a special event for our Triple M. Uh, mm, I have
0: heard that, yeah. so yeah, listeners uh, better stay screen. tuned for that. Yeah. I yeah. And uh, just quickly, though, what did you think of the original after? You've seen it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen it before. Really I
1: like it. it. Uh, look, there's there's a mixture of feelings when I watch Top Gun uh, that go from, you know, my own insecurities about not having a six-pack like the boys playing volleyball to uh, <laughs> awesome uh, scenes with, uh, you know, fighter jets. And uh, obviously reliving the scene with Goose in it is, is a memorable one.
0: Yes, Yeah, uh, well, there's no volleyball scene in this new one. Uh, There's a bit of a beach football scene, (laughs) let me say that.
1: Thank goodness for that. My um, self-esteem can live on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The soundtrack to me has always been unreal. I love the original soundtrack, every song on it, um, and it's just nostalgic. So, lots of references in this new one. Uh, We'll talk about it in full next week. Uh, Let's talk about what is out at the moment. Uh, I noticed
1: Uncharted, that one that dropped, uh, well, a couple of months ago. It's uh, available on digital platforms now. Uh, you, I think you can even watch it for free on uh, Prime at the moment. Is that
0: the one that's based off a, 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 a game? Yeah, yeah, based on the video game Uncharted. And I remember reviewing it a, a couple of months ago, as you said now, when it was released in cinemas, that uh, it, it was actually impressive. It, it surprised me yeah. because uh, not many movies based on video games are worth talking about. Well, you know, I'm on the fence with them anyway. Yeah. Uh, Tom Holland is uh, the new Spider-Man, of course. He is in this with Mark Wahlberg, and it's more or less a Indiana Jones Style, national treasure adventure that um, is worth a look, and the whole family can watch it. You know, it's entertaining and funny. I liked it a lot. Can you remember how many buckets of popcorn you gave it? I would have given it
1: three, yeah. I think. Yeah. I quite like those adventure-type, National Treasure-type movies. I reckon
0: I'll have to... And it's, it's set up for... I mean, it's a very long-standing running video game, apparently. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not a gamer, but um, the movie's set up for a sequel, obviously, and it looks like there will be one, because this one was a hit. So that's one on streaming services right now.
1: There's one in the cinemas that uh, has been kept relatively quiet as well. Let's talk Firestarter.
0: <laughs> it's been kept quiet for a very good reason. Firestarter is a remake from uh, an 80s film starring Drew Barrymore... It also had a sequel in the 90s. Uh, this remake, Firestarter, is based, still based on the Stephen King novel. Mm. Very great, you know, excellent, exciting novel by Stephen King. But this movie, I really throw it into the unnecessary remake basket. Wow. Zac Efron is in it. He's pretty good. Uh, it's a thriller, uh, sort of supernatural thriller. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just found it very slow and unnecessary. But if you like horror movies and you're desperate for some uh, horror, this is the only one in cinemas now, so dare, check it out. Dare
1: I ask how many buckets of popcorn?
0: Uh, unfortunately, I'll be giving it one and a half wow. buckets of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, it's got a really good soundtrack, speaking of soundtracks, uh, but, but the movie overall was a letdown. Movie analyst
1: Shannon Bassett, thank you so much for your time this morning. We'll catch up with you next week, talking all things Top Gun. Yes, most of us next week, Aloe will have a need for a speed.
0: Aloe Baker for breakfast.
1: Dubbo's 93.5 Triple M. It's Triple M Breakfast with Aloe Baker and uh, brand new New Top Gun Maverick.
0: The, wanna... the
1: second installment of the Top Gun movie franchise. Uh, getting rave reviews, might I just add, from uh, all the movie reviewers. We'll have uh, movie analyst Shanae Bassett on the phone uh, tomorrow in the show to talk about the movie itself uh, and give us his thoughts. He's already, uh, he's already given me a little bit of an indirect thumbs up through uh, a text message. So we'll just see. We'll see what he thinks about it tomorrow on the show. But there is a couple of sneaky sessions tonight. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, it technically launches tomorrow, but at Reading Cinema's Dubbo, according to their website, there's three sneaky sessions tonight of Top Gun Maverick. Anyway, if you're willing to wait a week, you could score your tickets to be checking it out absolutely free because here at Triple M, we want to treat you and our Triple M Club members, we've booked out an entire theatre to have a special Triple M screening of Top Gun Mavic. Now, this is not just a movie experience. This is a full, full experience. Uh, You know, you, yep, we're going we're gonna to look after you for food. We're going to look after you for drinks. We're going to look after you for freebies. We're going to look after you, uh, you know, a couple of people with some pretty impressive Lucky Door prizes. Maybe we might even have a competition with, you know, the best dressed in theme of the movie. I don't know. All will be revealed from Monday on the show. But if you want to win your tickets, I think we have, what, how many people fit in this movie theatre? I think we've got 120 tickets to give away. All will be revealed from Monday. It's going to be a hell of a night. It's happening uh, next week. So for full details, be listening to the show on Monday. It's going to be awesome. Joined right now by Trevor Long from EFTM.com to talk all things latest and greatest in tech. Trev, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, someone I know quite well got their house broken into uh, and fortunately, uh, the next-door neighbour had one of those doorbell cameras, which meant they knew pretty much instantly within an hour who actually did it. Turned out it was one of the neighbours. But isn't technology amazing like this with these cameras that they're bringing out? It's
2: remarkable how it's changed the things you see on the internet, let alone how uh, police can can gather evidence. So, you know, we got cameras as doorbells. We got cameras at home on connected mm. to Wi-Fi, and they use batteries so they don't need to be hardwired in. It's very easy to do. But then there's a lot of people who have... Say a larger yard with a back shed, or maybe they've got a farm or a property. Yes. Uh, they've got a holiday home. It could be anything, and you still want one of these cameras. Well, there's a new one called the Arlo Go Two. It can connect to Wi-Fi if you want to. No, no dramas. But. Mm. The alternative is you can put a 4G SIM card in it. So you can put a SIM card in it and it will use that to connect to the internet. Uh, It'll then, you know, share videos and notifications to you via the internet and via the cloud. Um, And it can have a little solar panel. So you can put this, say, at the back of a big property with a solar panel, never need to touch it, but always get notifications of any movement or action that happens around
1: the camera. Very, very cool. So it's kind of like a trail cam, but for security.
2: That's right. So it's essentially made for... Monitoring and you think about the, the situations it could be the back fence, uh, yeah. it could be a construction site where you don't have internet or anything set up yet. So, uh, it doesn't have to be permanent, it can be just temporary if you like. But it's because it's using the mobile networks, you've got that always on potential. So, a great way to bring security to uh,
1: places you might not have internet or Wi Fi, or to get that footage of the yowie you've been trying to catch for years and years and years.
2: <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> obviously on your property. The, the big deal here. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs>
1: Let's talk about uh, Philips. They've uh, just launched a new product here in Australian shores.
2: Yeah, two new portable projectors. Now... Projectors, most people think of as big uh, things on the roof yep. or uh, no, something like a corporate boardroom. Earlier in the year, Samsung released their Freestyle projector, huge success. and I think that um, is going to make these ones even just as successful. Philips have two. One's $700, one's about $1,500. Mm. Obviously, more battery life, more power, better brightness. But essentially, this means you can take your picture, whether it's from your laptop or another device, you can put it on the wall of uh, another room. Uh, it could be the side of a caravan. Yeah. could be while you're camping. Uh, but a great way to take content with you without needing a big flat screen TV. So the Pico projectors from Philips are out now at JB Hi-Fi. Yeah, $700 and
1: $1,500. I scored one of the first generation data projectors years ago and I loved it for that. Like you'd, you'd hook your, your PlayStation up to it or you'd take it camping and put a shit, like dangle a sheet from a clothesline. They're so good. I reckon they're unbelievable projectors. Exactly. It's such a great thing because you can,
2: on a great day, you can have it in the backyard. On a different day, you might just go to a room where you don't have a TV. So it brings the screen wherever you want it to be.
1: Now, board game lovers, a new way to play board games, are here.
2: Uh, there's a new gaming table called the Infinity Game Table. Oh. Now, this thing, I'll be honest. It's two grand, which is a lot of money, but very, very cool. Imagine a computer monitor laying flat and you put a big glass on top of it, put legs on it. It's a coffee table. You can actually take the legs off and put it on your normal table if you like, but it's a touchscreen, Scrabble, Monopoly, Connect 4, with others that you can download. What a great way to have a family games night without having the mess of having to pack up the board game. So kind of bringing retro board
1: games yeah. to the future with a uh, touchscreen table. Well, my first thought when you were saying that is that being a table is like retro don- Donkey Kong, you know, the retro Donkey Kong table, Exactly, like old yeah.
2: gaming machines, uh, you know, Gall- Gallagher or um, you know, Space Invaders, but this is Monopoly and Scrabble. Oh, yeah. So you sit around it um, and you can have one, two, three or four players, whatever you like, um, and as I said, you can download new games to it as well through like an app store. So a couple of grand's a big price, but I think a very cool uh, item to have if you're really into your games nights.
1: Trevor Long, you're an absolute legend. Where do we go for more details? EFTM.com. Catching up with local MP Dougal Saunders as we do every single Monday morning. Morning, Dougal, big, big weekend in Dubbo, including the South City Rabbitohs and the Canberra Raiders going head-to-head. Not necessarily the result we were hoping for, but still awesome to have such an event in town.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And look, yesterday, just driving around town, the, the vibe was fantastic. There were people everywhere. There was really not a spare bed in Dubbo or the region over the weekend, which was fantastic. Unfortunately, again, uh, South's not able to actually get a win. Uh, But look, it was a fantastic game. Uh, There were plenty of Raiders fans that came along for the the whole event. and plenty of South fans that travelled from all over the place to be there, and the the ground was picture perfect. It was just in fantastic condition. I was down there going with some of the players, and just yeah, magnificent condition. They were all really stoked with uh, the crowd. Just over eleven thousand people turned up, so made a fantastic day and another great weekend in Dubbo. Eleven
1: thousand one hundred and twenty-four. I think that's a huge uh, success. Uh, as I mean, and more than we had last year because of obviously COVID number um, restrictions. But uh, yeah, good stuff. I think. Moving forwards, uh this is the that was the second game of of the deal that was done with South. So are we going to be looking at, at trying to reestablish this?
3: Yeah, look those negotiations have already started um and look it's one of those things now where council will sort of take up the um I guess the uh, the mantle of, of of going through some of that negotiation yeah. um just around the funding aspect of things. Um Obviously, did the original deal around that and have provided uh, money each year. Uh, That's now done for this year, and the next time I'd be able to provide money would be after the next state election. So, um, council will have to be looking at at how it, it is, you know, how the event's running. Um, you know from a, from I guess from a rate payer perspective, you want the game to not be losing lots of money, but you yep. want it to be at least breaking even. It certainly has done for the past couple of years. It will have made council a little bit of money, but the economic benefit to the city is probably between two and a half and three million dollars again wow. this year, which is
1: significant yeah. uh let's talk about speaking of money. I hear there's some money has been put up for uh, developing the boat ramp at Burundong dam
3: That's it. I know you're a keen fisherman i'm not sure you're a yep. good fisherman, but a keen fisherman <laughs> uh, so you'll be and and like boating, so you'll be happy to hear $170,000 from the uh, Recreational Fishing Trust mm. um, this is all money that comes in from the license fees for our fisher people around the state, uh, we've got 40 projects that are being funded out of the latest round and one of those is the Burundong boat ramp, which we talked about actually myself and Matt Hanson from inland waterways probably two to three years ago yeah. um, when it was high, sort of heading into the height of drought and the boat ramp was just almost non-usable because the water was too far below it, but this will be for widening and also lengthening and strengthening. The widening will make it heaps safe. You can have a couple of boats on there at the same time. Heaps easier for everyone. Reflections will uh, will actually manage the project from here on in, but I can tell you I've caught up with uh, the Inland Waterways guys. They are absolutely stoked, and this will make a massive difference to fishers but also skiers and boaters on Burundung Dam.
1: Love spending my weekends down there at the dam. Uh, i tell you what else I love doing with my weekends, going to the show when it comes to Town Dubbo show this weekend, and of course Wellow show was last weekend.
3: Yeah, exactly. Fantastic show on, well Friday was local day, Saturday uh, the, the big day for Wellington show. Fantastic roll up there. It was great to uh, announce the new uh, young woman uh, for, for 2022, Kate Jeffrey who's taking over from Amelia Bryant and of course this weekend I've seen the Ferris Wheel is already in town for Dubbo, so Got a big Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Can't wait for that this coming weekend, and I'm sure thousands will turn up to have a bit of fun at the show in Dubbo.
1: Local MP Dougald Saunders, thank you so much for your time this week. We'll catch up with you again next week after the show, and we can talk about how many Dagwood dogs you ate if you had more more than me or not.
3: <laughs> Look forward to it, mate. Have a great week,
1: Mayor of our fine region, Mr. Matthew Dickerson. Morning, Tico. Had you a hold up over the weekend with the bunnies in town? wasn't Wasn't the result we were looking for? I think, unless you're a, you're a Raiders supporter.
4: No, I don't know the Bunnies would be keen to come back to Dubbo from the Plains. (laughs) They they love the whole concept, but just the two years they've had out here, the Panthers last year gave a bit of a touch-up, and this year they were thinking and they are expected to beat the Raiders fairly easily, but it didn't quite go to script. But apart from that, everything else went according to script. 11,124 people there, huge crowd, very well-behaved crowd. The atmosphere
1: around there is fantastic. From Council's point of view, are we going to be looking at trying to continue that relationship?
4: Yeah, South Sydney are very keen to continue that and we are as well but there's that little caveat next to that in the last two years the state government has given us $150,000 and we've had to contribute $200,000 because the standard rate for an NRL team to come to a regional area is about $350,000. So you've got to yeah. come up with that money from somewhere. So as long as the state government continues to put in a large chunk of change, like that one fifty, dollars then I think council can see that that will work. And we needed over $10,000. About 10500 was our break-even point, so we got past that. So we might have even made a few dollars out of that. The big question will be if the state government doesn't put in the money and then council's got to cough up three fifty. dollars then you start to say to the community, well, is this the most important thing you want us to spend our money on or yeah. is potholes more important or keeping the pool open longer? What is the most important thing to spend our money on? There's no doubt about it. the injection into the economy. is fantastic. They pubs and clubs mm. and motels. Everyone had a full weekend in that regard. But again, we've still got to balance our bottom line and use the ratepayers' money in the best possible way.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a tricky balancing act by the look of
4: it. Yeah, well, hopefully it won't be that tricky. Hopefully the state government kicks in the money. Uh, Dougal, are you listening? And then once we've got that in the equation, then it makes it a much easier equation. Again, I have no problem at all investing $200,000 in getting back more than $200,000 from the community perspective and bringing 11,124 people into a game. So that's an easy equation. It's a bit tougher if it's not quite that simple.
1: I'll what else uh, brings people to the region, our amazing tourist attractions. Now, we've got that one great big pass, I believe. It's a pass to the zoo, Royal Flying Doctor Service. What else? Is it Wellington Caves?
4: Yeah, Wellington Caves and the Old W Jail. So it's called the Great Big Adventure Pass, and it's a great initiative started by our staff, the idea was come up with by a couple of our staff there in terms of let's get together and let's get different organisations. So you've got the Western Plains Zoo, Toronto Western Plains Zoo being a state government authority. The Royal Flying Doctor Visit Experience is a separate entity altogether and then council. So having those three organisations together one pass and the data shows that people love the idea of bundling things together and making it easy. So they buy one pass they get into all those exhibits. So that's fantastic and that's been working quite well Tomorrow I'm in Sydney pitching that concept to a bunch of Sydney media to say, get off your backsides, come out to regional areas and actually have a look at what we've got. And really what we want them to do is pitch the idea to their readers, to their listeners, to their viewers. Obviously, these are mainly sort of travel magazines, travel blogs, that type of thing. So we want them to come out here, experience the, the great big adventure pass and then talk to all of their viewers, listeners, et cetera, about how great that is and hopefully bring more of those people out here. Keep in mind the other thing that is important is that the Old jar, which is a council facility, if you're from DRC area, so anywhere in Deborah Regional Council area, you turn up to there with your driver's licence or any ID and show them that you're from this area, you get free entry. And it's worthwhile at the moment because it's always worthwhile, but at the moment in particular, there's a new exhibit that's just gone in and it's just won an award, a national award. So that's fantastic. And again, for people that have been there in the past, they might remember... There was an old hologram. There was Nosy Bob who told a bit of his story. That's all gone now. A whole new exhibit's going in there, so it's worthwhile going along and having a look at that. And again, free of charge. You can't get better value for money than that.
1: Mayor Matthew Dickerson of the region. Thank you so much for your time this morning, and I'll see you this weekend at the show. I hope you've got some dag with dogs ready.
4: Absolutely right, and I'll see you on the uh, the drop. What's that big drop called? The Mega Drop. I think that's (laughs) probably my favourite one. Are we playing it safe on the Ferris wheel? Uh, Good on you.